You healed the hearts of our children, not just physically, but also spiritually. You created for their relatives the true happiness, which has become so hard to get nowadays. And you healed the reputation of your country and your people. That is how you uncovered the bright truth of who you really are. When you come back, you will find the gates of our hearts are already open to you, as are the gates of our holy city. Caveat emptor. One of the old literary canards holds that all memoir is fiction. I suspect most of those who say this are unmarried. There's always more truth than that which can be ascertained in real time. My honest intention is to make sense of how it all felt to me while living through it and how it feels now, living in its afterglow and moving into new oddities. Where there's discrepancy, I've likely made composite sketches or somehow noted my uncertainty. Names, ages, places, and other identifying details may or may not have been changed at any point to protect those who did not sign up to be in my book. Because let's face it, the great lure of this story rests largely in the fact that Iraq is a scary, dangerous place, and too many identifying details can land the very people I love in danger. Can you trust me and my version of this real-life story? Absolutely. Every word of this is exactly as I experienced it then and experience it today. Let's call this an entirely reliable, factually true-to-life, imaginative memoir. Of sorts. At times, great memoirs can seem like fiction. Our story here might actually be stranger than fiction. And it's going to require you to take a great risk in reading it. In those moments when you must choose to doubt it as fiction and remain the same, or believe it as truth and be transformed. But if you're brave enough to believe this story and you dare to believe it for you and for us all, I give you my word, we will never be the same. This is not a story about Iraq, her children, or my family at all. We would be stage props in a grand ballet. But I leave it to you to take the risk and see for yourself what it's all about. Jeremy Courtney, December 6, 2012, Basra, Iraq. Chapter 1 Chai in an Iraqi hotel. How many times have I sat behind the ominous blast walls in this Iraqi hotel? Will I really be protected if a car bomb goes off outside? I would get that answer soon enough. The gaudy orange decor was offensive at first, but I eventually resigned myself to it. It can be so difficult to see things for what they are, even more so to see what they could be. I never had a room here at the hotel. Unlike most of the journalists and aid workers who frequent in the hotel, I wasn't on assignment. With our families expressing deep concern over the targeted killing of Christians in Iraq, Kurdish-Arab tensions on the rise, and the Sunni-Shia civil war in full effect, my wife Jessica and I felt compelled to take our beautiful baby girl and move to Iraq. We lived in a house down the street from the hotel, in a neighborhood called Peace. In the winter when the neighborhood only had about three hours of electricity per day. Our home was frigid and dark, but it taught us an invaluable lesson. We don't need power to live in peace. Sure, we longed for power. It would have made everything easier. We even bought a small gasoline generator to run the lights and our computers, but using it was like announcing, we have money and you don't. So after a few can't-live-without-it moments, we decided not to use it again. The spring was pleasant, but by the summer our house had become a brick oven. Jessica was pregnant with our son while trying to care for our daughter. 
Most days, she navigated life in Iraq with little or no water and electricity. Without a working knowledge of local languages or a car to get around the city, she felt like a prisoner. It was becoming increasingly clear that we had not chosen an easy path, and our marriage was suffering. One thing that simultaneously made my life better and her life worse was the hotel up the road, with its Hollywood classics on the lobby big screen, air conditioning, and tableside tea service. The hotel served as an office for my work with war widows, but also as a place of retreat from the difficulties of life outside. It gave respite. It was an oasis far away from some of the difficulties of life in Iraq. If my clothes smelled of burned coffee and other men's cigarettes when I walked in the front door, Jessica knew where I'd been. I could pretty much guarantee I wasn't getting that, Honey, I'm home, hug.